0: Analysis of several hundred people who had accumulated fortunes well beyond the million dollar mark disclosed the fact that every one of them had the habit of reaching decisions promptly and of changing these decisions slowly if and when they were changed. People who failed to accumulate money without exception have the habit of reaching decisions, if at all, very slowly, changing these decisions quickly and often. Napoleon Hill. I am a I am a queen. I am more than the people can see. I am strong when I'm needing to be. Vulnerability's nothing to me. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back. Welcome back to the podcast that helps you be the leader. Listen up. If you're uh, a new listener, this is the, po- this is the show that's going to help you out with a few things. Leadership, mindset, success. What we decided to do, why this podcast exists is because there's a lot of poor performing people and leaders on the planet and we need to fix that. You know, I hate it when people sit back and they see a problem, they don't do something about it. So that's how this podcast got started. And, uh, over the last year or so, we've just been jumping on and doing them periodically to stay in touch with you guys and just give some updates. But really, to be honest, I just been, had my head, had my head down doing the work, striving to improve myself. And, uh, I'm excited today because as we kick this back off and provide more and more episodes to you guys and more shows, I'm excited for the new mission, the renewed mission, and uh, the new focus that we have for this moving forward. Um, With that being said, uh, I do have my OG podcast host on today. I have uh, the podfather himself, Mr. Justin Phillips. Come on in, dude. (laughs)
1: <laughs> this is like episode 122 total i think of the podcast and i still have no idea how to like properly come in every time you do that so
0: well you're supposed to say this is going to be the best episode ever
1: oh yeah that's right But this is going to be probably the best episode we've ever done even if we're a little rusty i think i'm feeling good about this one yeah me too man um Guys, it's been
0: a it's been a push-pull relationship with the podcast over the last year. You know, there's there's been I think everybody goes through this a little bit where um you are inspired to do something but you don't know if the commitment level is there, right? And so you kind of like start doing it and you stop and you start doing it and you stop. To be upfront with everybody though, I think that to recap with everybody as well, when we set out to do the podcast, we didn't miss a single episode. For, for We recorded every single week for over 100 weeks. And that was our mission. It was very clear. It was very intentional. And we set out and we did it. And then we had a change of mission. We said, hey, you know what? We're going to let this sit. People can go back and listen to the other episodes. And uh, we're going to move on and do some other projects as, as life continued to evolve for both of us. But um, I think it's time. It's time to get back. And we've been you know jumping on periodically and doing them. And I'm excited to get back into a regular stride of putting these out on a regular basis to all you guys. And uh, one of the reasons why Justin and I decided to start jumping on it specifically today was because many of you guys follow me on social media. I'm pretty transparent about you know my life there, and I try to share what I'm doing in Conquer Academy, my business, and I try to share a little bit about my family and what my clients and customers are doing who are also family. And um, I noticed that there's a a need right now for leadership development across the board. You know, there's, I feel like I am, uh, you know, neglecting the community that I've built and I want to come in and I want to inspire you guys and help you achieve higher levels of success. So it's time to get this, this rocking and rolling and we're going to dive in today. We'll do a quick update on our personal and professional lives talk to you guys a little bit about what's going on on my side, what's going on in Justin's side. And then what what's ahead is we're going to break down some leadership strategies specifically. I did a, I started a little channel inside of Instagram. I got a handful of people in there that I, I said, hey, man, what do you guys want me to talk about on this next episode? I said, do you want me to talk about leadership? Do you want me to talk about mindset? Do you want me to talk about my personal life? And it was pretty much not unanimous, but the the favoring one was leadership strategies. And so we're going to dive into that today and talk a little bit about some of the other projects that I'm working on. But to kick this off, Justin, let's start off with you, man. This is a big, I want to hear a little bit about this as we dive in (laughs) to today's episode. You started, you're a disc golf fanatic. If you guys didn't know, Justin loves disc (laughs) golf, but he also picked up Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu recently. Yeah.
1: Yes, Yes, I did. Very recently too, by the way, like. So last, last week, last week, I guess was my second week at this point where I don't even know what the fuck today is Saturday, but I, I did just pick up jujitsu very recently and we can get into why, but a long story short, pretty much everything that I've seen on the internet about it, everything that Jocko is saying on every podcast that's out there is uh very true about the fact that you're going to suck at it and get your <laughs> ass handed to you and you're going to love it for some reason. And that's, that's what I've been learning so far. I don't know what, pull me apart. What do you want to know about my first two weeks on the mat?
0: (laughs) Well, I want to make it applicable to the listener too. So my questions are going to be designed so that they're, they learn a little bit as well, but guys here, let's start off with this. You know, everybody here is listening to the show because they want to be a better leader for their family and for their friends and for their teams and for themselves. You know, I can't tell you how many people I meet that tell me through Instagram DM or tell me in person, That they want the next level of success they want to earn more money they want to be in better shape they want a better career they want financial freedom they want all these things and it sounds nice and sexy and they tell you that they're willing to go all in but they're really not because when they realize that growth comes with being uncomfortable they tend to go back the other direction and I think that um, what you're doing right now is an excellent example for everybody to follow because going in and doing something new for the first time it makes you feel it's very awkward and very uncomfortable. And I think that what the I want to pull out of you right now is a little bit about starting the journey and um, mm-hmm. how you got yourself rocking and rolling into it because. I know that the listener like I said right now they want to improve and grow and I think that if we can shed some light on how you overcame some of the growing pains to get into jiu-jitsu they can apply the yeah. same principles to stuff that they're doing does that make sense?
1: Yeah, no that makes a lot of sense too and I can talk a lot about that because this is this is spawning out of like you and I talked probably about a month or so ago at this point but I just I just went through like a really rocky period of my life emotionally pretty recently and I don't know a lot of it was seasonal a lot of it was just like I wasn't doing much of anything other than my very mundane I got into that like spinning my tires just working at my job coming home working at my side hustle in isolation and then yeah the doom loop is exactly what I got myself into so I'm trying to like fight my way out of this thing and I finally had to look at myself and be like okay what the hell can I just do join or whatever to get myself first of all doing something new and uncomfortable which usually isn't that much of a problem for me but doing something new and uncomfortable that gets me in front of new people that are better than me at the thing that's what i don't do enough of and also just like kind of listening to your surroundings too because jujitsu has been it's been kind of in my life for the past like two years now like you do it a bunch of conquer members do it a bunch of people that i look up to um in terms of on the internet do it like so it's always just been there so it's like this little voice in my head that was like dude look for a freaking jujitsu gyms in your area. So I just looked into them and I was super hesitant about doing it too. Like I didn't particularly want to, I still haven't really crossed that hump where I particularly want to. And I don't want to sit here and act either like you or I, or anybody here are these like tough, perfect people that just like decide we're going to do a thing and then do it. I've already had days over the past two weeks where I, I like showed up and bailed halfway through the class or then I showed up to another class and was like, Oh, do I really feel like doing this today? And then was just like, like, no, I already trained twice this week. I don't need to do, I don't need to do a third class. So I'm still kind of overcoming those growing pains with it. And also the literal pains of like my neck hurting every time I move. But I've also gotten a lot of the other side of that too, where, you know, you go to your first couple of classes and you're, You're like learning this technique and you're like, holy shit, I didn't know my body could move that way type of thing. Or you're getting your ass just completely handed to you by other white belts, nonetheless, let alone, you know, all the people that are better than you. And I have come to find out, too, that like I'm really enjoying getting just fucking smoked by something in life again. There's something really exhilarating about it that is just like, okay, like you just fucked me up and now I have to figure out how to how to make it so that that doesn't happen anymore
0: yeah there's the the intellectual game of jujitsu. jitsu there's the physical game of jujitsu, and then there's the almost like emotional or spiritual game of jujitsu, jitsu right. right and that goes for everything and what i would say for everybody here listening guys pay attention because what justin's doing right now is he's he's breaking his paradigm he's breaking out of a rut he's breaking out of a the doom loop okay these are terms that i use to describe Getting out of complacency and getting above and beyond yourself. Because when it comes to anything you do in life, the reason you're at where you're at is because you've done the things, you've done certain actions that produce the results that you have in your life. Okay. So, right. That makes sense. It's logic. It's very form, it's, it's very much a formula. You do certain things, you get a certain result. And then at some point you settle in to that routine and you settle into those results. And then those results never you want them to improve. You want your, your money to go up your time to go up whatever it is but you're repeating the same actions over and over and over again literally doing like what einstein said doing the same thing expecting a different result so if you're in a situation right now where you're feeling a need to get out of the rut that you're in or out of the doom loop shake things up it's going to require some work on your part and it's going to require being uncomfortable like justin has done now i'll say this guys the paradigm word okay um i I highlighted that when i was talking about what justin is doing this is the bigger picture of growth when you choose to do something that's uncomfortable what you're choosing to do is breaking you're choosing to break the habit of being yourself the habit of being yourself is called your paradigm it's a it's a word that describes your habitual way of thinking and behaving and everything so justin when you went into jujitsu You went in there, and you said there was even some days where you like walked out, and you're like, "This is stupid," and you had all these negative talks. Other days, you went in there, and you're kind of having this mental war inside of your head. Guys, that in itself, what you do in that moment of conflict, is part of your paradigm. Okay, what I what I mean is that you're you think naturally a certain way, and when things get hard and stressful for you, you have some default ways of handling that stress me when i was in the military when i was a younger guy and i was coming up when things got stressful my habitual way of thinking was to say things like this is stupid i don't need to, i would mentally like check out of whatever it was that we were doing as a unit i would say this is dumb this training exercise that we have coming up this is stupid blah blah but really i was just stressed out about the thing and i didn't want to do it and i made an excuse inside of my head and a justification and i and that itself was my paradigm that paradigm kept me from moving forward okay for example there was a period where i said crossfit was dumb all the time i said crossfit is stupid right crossfit this is for bucks why i gave it a i bought into some of the stereotypes all that sort of thing and what that did is it kept me in the box of fitness that i was in so this is the bigger picture of what justin is doing that i think we can all be inspired by and He's breaking his paradigm. He's breaking what he's accustomed to so that he can get different results and not do the same thing expecting to get the same or not do the same thing expecting to get different results, which is insanity, right? So he's breaking the paradigm and, and it started off with a decision. You, you know, you mentioned before, I know this is getting a little long winded, but I, I, I want to really hammer this point here. You mentioned before you'd kind of thought about jujitsu for a couple of years and you really probably knew you were going to do it at some point at a deep level you know you probably did and you start just basically were procrastinating a little bit and the paradigm is what caused you to procrastinate "Ah, i'll do it later i'll do it not right now it's not right time oh it's not for me yada 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 and then at some point you made a decision and this is my last point in this little segment is that the if you guys are struggling with procrastination like maybe you're trying to break your paradigm you're trying to go to a different state. You're trying to move to a different state. You're trying to go to a different gym. You're trying to get a different job. You're trying to get around different people, but you keep going back the other way that you came and you're procrastinating. The way to get through procrastination is with decision. Decision is the opposite of procrastination. People ask me all the time, how do I get through stuff that I don't want to do? Like I'm, I keep putting off this side hustle that I'm building. I keep putting off these passion projects. And I'm like, the reason you're putting them off is because you haven't made a committed decision. Once you make a committed decision, everything else starts taking care of itself.
1: Man, people are justification machines. That's one thing about it that I, I realized and I realized about myself is those days when I want to just like get the fuck out of there. You know, I want to quit like after the technical training before we start rolling type of thing. I can think of all sorts of reasons or even for the past, you know, couple of years, just like when you're flirting with that idea, but you're like, oh no, this is where my focus is right now. Like I can't do that thing because I'm focused on growing this thing. Right. It's like you will always be able to justify your way into things, out of things, whatever. We're really good at that as humans. And then the other thing, the decisions, too, is like I've realized I've I don't think I've ever regretted taking action on a decision in my life, because if it doesn't work out, it just doesn't work out. But I've never looked back at, I don't know, maybe some big purchase that I've made or maybe some other type of thing that I've joined and been like, I regret doing that. You know, I regret that I decided to do that thing. I will regret not deciding to do that thing. And that, that's part of if we're going to use jujitsu as the example, you know, it, it just came to the point where I was like, if I try it and it doesn't work out for some reason, I'm not going to look back. And be like, God, I should have never tried, you know, (laughs) taking jujitsu. You know, if I quit in the next six months, I'm going to be like, I'm glad I gave it a shot.
0: Yep, exactly right. You know, um, the military taught us there's no such thing. The only wrong decision is no decision. You know, and I think a lot of times people get caught up in what's right and wrong, and they give decisions a label: is this or good and bad decision, right? Well, I mean, sometimes decisions can be bad, but what I'm saying here is that like they they look for the perfect decision. And mm-hmm. when, while they're searching for the perfect decision, they make no decision and they stop their movement. Okay. And I actually, I'm, I'm doing a new program for my, my students. And I was actually just this topic of decision was inside of one of the modules. And I was sharing how basically when you want to achieve something in life, it doesn't matter what it is, that time is not the thing that is separating you from the result. Now, is time a factor? Yes, time is a factor, but that's not the main thing that's stopping and preventing you from getting the result. You don't necessarily need a set amount of time to get to the result. But what is separating you between where you're at now and the results that you want is a number of decisions. In order to get to the result that you want, you have to make a certain number of decisions to get there. Okay. So if I'm at point A and I'm trying to get to Z, I got to go through the entire alphabet making decisions at each letter to get to my result. Okay, so the gym is a great example. If I'm not in shape then and I want to get in shape, every day I'm going to wake up and I have to make a decision. Am I going to train or am I not going to train? Yes or no. And if I make that decision, the faster I say yes, the faster I get closer to being in shape. Now, that's the macro level. It also applies to the micro level. I'm going to be hungry throughout the day. And I'm going to have to choose whether to eat healthy or not. And those micro decisions help me get closer to my goal or they cause me to get further away from it. it take more time. So the quicker you make decisions, the faster you get to your goal. If you just think about, I look at it like a number, um, it's like a a linear, it's like a line of results, linear. I I, got to come up with a cool name for this, but it's like the solving (laughs) line of results, solving decision line of results or something like that, you know, but it's like, There's a thousand decisions that I need to make before I'm in like absolutely jacked, seven percent body fat, and I can freaking run down chase down a deer. Right? I just need to start (laughs) making these decisions as fast as possible, and then I get the result. And it's the same thing with money too. It's the same thing with every area of life.
1: Your results tend to come down to pretty much all the decisions you're making, right? For someone, for someone that's just really struggling in one area of their life, or even all areas of their life, what is the best Do you you think that they get overwhelmed by the idea of basically changing around their whole life and making all of their decisions differently? Like, is it a thing where you just want to look for progress and start making one better decision at a time? Or would you recommend going through and trying to change? Like if it's your fitness, right? it could be, I could see where it would be really hard for people to decide, like, I'm going to start going to the gym every day. I'm going to start like only eating fucking, you know, these types of things and change their whole diet around and change around their, the amount of screen time that they have every day in order to like, I, I could see where that would just overwhelm people. So do you think that the benefit is like, Hey, just like start getting yourself in the gym or Hey, yeah. just like fix up your diet and we'll worry about the other thing later. Or do you think it's better for people to try to go? almost almost like the opposite of cold turkey just like go all in right up front well i think if
0: what you're asking is if somebody wants to change the results in their life how do they get started making decisions that serve them you yeah. know do they should they focus on the big goal and the commitment they have or should they just start taking action well the thing is when a person doesn't make a decision when they're indecisive there's some factors probably coming into play there's probably fear there's probably doubt and there's also how they see themselves that's becoming a factor as well their self image so without getting too much into the psychology of decision making the best approach to get somebody rocking and rolling and moving is to stop focusing so much on next week the month and the year and just focus on today it's a it's one day at a time mentality it's conquering the day and um i actually one of my clients is out in coast uh, california and he just did a social media post and last year he was dealing with a lot of anxiety he was dealing with a lot of stress he's in the yeah. real estate industry and he was like, he was wake going to sleep and he was trying to, basically he was escaping a lot of the time. He was getting anxious and instead of doing the work, he was avoiding the work, right? And it was just making everything worse. So he was laying, one of the things I told him and I was working with him on is I said, hey, you need to make your goal every day when you lay down to feel like you gave it your best. Like just put your focus on conquering the day. Okay, and I don't care about tomorrow. It doesn't matter about the results that you're getting with the real estate deals, any of that stuff. And he did this post, and he was saying that all of his anxiety is completely gone this year, and it's because he he's doing the work. He's literally waking up. He's he's doing the thing, making the decisions, and then laying down at night, feeling at peace with himself. And so the biggest thing that we can do as an individual, as a leader, that's setting the example for our teams, is we'll lead ourselves. But at the end of the day, you know, do an inventory, take an inventory of how you showed up in the day. You know, I just started this with, um, I'm always tweaking and updating my systems for growth, right? I got suffering Saturday. I've got my daily action plan. I got all these different tools that I use. I have my mental Gerber. These are all systems. And one of the ones I brought in last night to my wife is I said, Hey, I want to, I want you to ask me at dinner time whether I behaved like the person who achieves my goals today. I want you to ask me that question. And, you know, and we had, she did last night. I asked her and she said, yes, I did to her goals. She asked me and she said, did you? And I said, you know what? Part of the day, but some of the day I didn't. And we had a, we had to talk about it. And I said, you know, I messed up here, here and here, yada, yada. And then this is my game plan for tomorrow. And then I also captured my wins. I said, I did really good with, for example, my eating my breakfast, like instead of doing my burritos in the morning, which I wanted to do, I said, all right, let me do six eggs and let me do um, avocado on it. And then also let me do oatmeal with blueberries and peanut butter. That's more in alignment with the goals that I have than these breakfast burritos that I wanted to make that I thought were going to be <laughs> delicious. Right? Yeah. So, um, to, to your point is like, how does somebody get rock and roll? And it's a, it's a one day at a time mentality and decision-making is, is one of the most important aspects of life because it determines how you experience life. And we don't get taught how to make decisions as kids. Maybe you maybe some people got lucky and they grew up in families that really focused on it, but it's not very common to be taught how to make good decisions that serve you but what I would recommend anybody here is like that you can start making good decisions one day at a time and the way to get started is just to look at your life and think back and dissect some of the best decisions that you've ever made and ask yourself how did you make those decisions how did I you know for me joining the military was a great decision Um, getting married was a great decision Um, they're, you know, doing a hundred mile race was a great decision. When I got out of the military, that was a great decision. All those were really, really hard decisions, but I ended up succeeding after I made them. So I dissected those a lot. And the things that I, that I have a little code that I use now to make, help me make decisions so that I don't have to think about, should I do it or should I not? You know, and my code is what's the hardest thing in front of me? What's the harder path? Okay. So if I'm going to go to the gym, I'm like, what's the hardest path in front of me? I don't want to go to the gym. So, okay. I need to go to the gym. Boom. What does my gut tell me to do? Like, what is my intuition saying I should do in this moment? Well, the gym, the the intuition is telling me I need to go get my ass to the gym. And then what would my mentor tell me to do in this moment? That's an expert in this field. So if I think like, if I change my perspective and I think like my mentor, who's maybe he's super fit, he's a jujitsu guy. And I kind of aspire to be like him in some ways. And I can put his hat on to a degree and I say, okay, well, he would go too." then I take the thinking out of it and I just have to do, I have to flood it with action before my thinking takes back over. My paradigm takes back over and pulls me away from it. Right? So it's making a committed decision. One more tool that you can use is to make the decision in advance. Okay. This is one of the best ways to make a decision. You set it up in advance. This is why I recommend, always recommend to people to do their action plan for the next day, the night prior To lay out their clothes for their training the night prior one of the the indicators that you can find in somebody that is not gonna follow through on their training or whatever it is is that the preparation is not done in advance when they when they do the preparation the outcome tends to happen the result the action tends to happen and i'll give you a small example and then i'll hit i'll send it back over to you i'm working on some modules like i mentioned before They are a pain in the ass. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) I have to, I have to, I have to write notes. I have to make sure I build in stories. I have to synthesize information and then I have to record the video. I got to deal with technical issues. And, um, I also want to make sure that I don't stutter and all this type of stuff that goes into modules for courses, right? It's a pain in the ass. And I've been working on this course for a while and I want to do a really good job it's and it's phenomenal so far. But I have a couple of modules left and I have been slow rolling these last couple of modules because we had Costa Rica um my conquer quest 005. We had I've been have all these events happening right now that I'm building and working towards. I got competing requirements. And so I caught myself in the morning doing the bare minimum and not really making a lot of progress on my modules. And I would I would wake up and I say, "Hey, listen, it's on my calendar. My calendar says like Daily action plan projects, and I'm supposed to go in and do my modules. I'm supposed to type, I'm supposed to record, and I'm supposed to publish. Well, I would get up and I would start going through the motions and I would start typing and I would update my notes, but I wouldn't ever record. And I would do that again the next day. I'll start, I'll record tomorrow. And I'm getting this satisfaction that I'm making progress inside of my head, but I know deep down that I'm cutting a corner. And so I'm like, not, a, I'm not even aware that I'm really doing this while it's happening, right? It's just kind of happening. And then one day I'm like, man, I'm not making much progress on my modules as I want. And I'm, and I wake up and I start thinking about that first in the day. And I say, no, I'm doing it today. Right. And I go into the bathroom and I start preparing myself. I I shave, I clean my face. I shave up a little bit. I put some gel on my hair. I put on the right shirt. These are all things that I was not doing before when I was procrastinating. But when I made the committed decision in advance, I started preparing for the thing that I was going to do. I went through the motions of preparation. Then I got behind my computer. I started typing up my notes and I was already dressed and ready to go. My, sh- my shaving was done. I'm looking good. Video quality is ready, all that type of stuff. And I had no other choice but to do it because I already made the decision. So boom, I record. You see what I'm saying? So it's preparing, making the decision in advance and preparing for the decision before it even occurs.
1: Man, there. <laughs> that uh, I want to call it pre-production because of my, you know, line of work here is that that's something I've really learned doing videography, honestly, is that there's pre-production, production, production, post-production, and it's just pre-production is just the worst. And it's the one that I've neglected the most in terms of any of that. And when on the occasion that I have done it, I'm like, wow, this whole process is so much better when I actually know what the video is going to be about before I freaking, you know, like show up the day of and try to Record it and that type of thing. And the other thing that I would add to that is sometimes you have to make it hurt a little bit, like your commitment to the decision, which I think a lot of times comes from money with a lot of people. It's like if you sign up for a class, you sign up for mentorship or something like that, and you pay a decent amount of money for it, then you're like, I got to do this now. You know, I got to give this its fair shot. And, you know, because that was something I've done in the past with gym memberships. That's something I did with jujitsu. Like I always do that type of thing where I'm taking like the, they're like the, well, you can pay this monthly price or you can, you know, save a little bit, but you have to like commit to 12 months up front. I'm like, I'm committing, you know, I'm always taking that option because I'm, I still have an escape, but not as much of one at that point. Yeah, exactly.
0: You want to box, you want to box yourself in. You want to put your back up against the wall to a degree when it comes to your decisions, you know? So it's key, key lessons from this little portion that we just covered are if you're trying to get out of a rut or you're trying to change your results in life, focus on decision. If you're trying to figure out how to make the decision, dissect your past, figure out how, you know, some of the code that was in there for some of your best decisions and then make the decision in advance and put some skin in the game, right? Like have some skin in the game when you do it. It's one of the reasons why I post a lot of my suffering Saturday videos. Um, I do my morning quotes, all that stuff is me putting skin in the game to show up every single day and, uh, works. Yeah. <clears throat> Those are systems too, by the way.
1: Yeah. Pull, I want you to pull apart too. You brought up ment- mentorship really quickly and I want you to talk about how important that can be and how much that can pull you in order to achieve more, in order to do more and in order to actually get yourself over that hump of of actually doing things. Cause that's, that that's kind of part of the theme of what this episode is supposed to be is leading yourself and leading by example. And I think mentorship as a topic shines a light on like, if you have a mentor, that's just freaking balling, you know, and they're making a lot of money or they're really fit or whatever the case may be. It's so important to understand how much that just pulls you to want to perform better. We were talking about that Uh, behind your back on the last event that I was at with with Conquer Academy. But I always show up to these events and I talk to the folks about like how just being around Jeremiah make like physiologically makes you like want to be a badass, you know, (laughs) and, and it's, and it's one thing it's seriously, it's one thing to watch the guys, you know, on the podcast and this, that, and the other, it's like you watch the stuff that David Goggins does, for example, and he does those, whatever he calls that four by four, run thing yeah. for 48 hours or however that works and you watch what Jocko's done. And it's one thing to sit there and be like, wow, these guys are badasses. And that's inspiring to an extent. But when you're in the same room as that guy, it's yeah. such a different fucking level, you know, or when you're <laughs> in the same Airbnb as Jeremiah and you're like, it it just becomes real. You know, and you wake <laughs> up at fucking 5 30 in the morning and he's somewhere in the middle of town already halfway <laughs> through a 10 mile run or some shit. You're like, oh, This is like real life that's happening. So, I mean, have you had those same experiences with mentors in your life where you were just like, oh God, I got to get my shit together. What am I? You know, um, well,
0: it's the law of it's, it's, it's part of, uh, becoming the average of the five people you hang around. Right. Mm -hmm. But I'm I'm reminded of a friend of mine, like Norvell, he, he and I went to this event one time and he, it was a similar experience for him. We stayed in the same hotel and, uh, you know, I get up and I do my thing. (laughs) <laughs> and he was, he was not used to, you know, I get up and I, I journal and I go train or whatever. And he was like really trying to get himself like going again in terms of fitness and his productivity. And he was around some people and he was doing pretty good compared to those people. But I'm not like thinking about him. I'm just getting up and being me. And yeah. he was like, he, he talks about this story. He's like, dude, you got up out of bed and you started doing your journaling and then you went and worked out. And he's like, as soon as I saw you move, I was like, bro, I got to get my lazy ass out of bed and do something. <laughs> He's like, I need to get moving. Um, and so, you know, I've seen it around myself and I've also experienced it. You know, I have people like that in my life. And even if I, at times when I didn't have the actual people in my life, that was a really, really difficult time where I didn't have the, the mentors that were excelling and I wanted to be inspired and I wanted to do better. And I was kind of like, I felt like I was doing good compared to my peers. And I didn't really have a mentor to aspire to be like. So what I did is I ended up finding books and I created, I lived in an imagined reality inside of my head. I tried to amount to some of the people that I uh, you know, didn't know and I tried to be like them. And, and if it wasn't books, it was podcasts. You know, I would listen to a podcast and I have a couple of guys that I would listen to their stuff over and over and over again. And I would just mentally put myself around them and try to show up like them in a given day. So you, you see this all the time and, you know, good leadership, that's the effect of good leadership when you are leading yourself to a high level. Okay. I run into this quite a bit uh, with individuals is that they want their teams, their fr- family, their friends, their coworkers, whoever to come up, to rise up to their level. Mm-hmm. And really what they want is for them to be on the same level, which is actually a problem because that's not how leadership works. Now, I say that I don't. I don't mean that in a the leader is above a person. I mean there's a, there's a lot of ways that you can be on the same plane as your team. Okay, there's a lot of different ways. Like maybe you're a leader and you're a CEO and you got a guy on your team who's in better shape than you and he's actually leading you in that area. Okay, so I'm not really talking about position. I'm talking about um, results and I'm talking about this dynamic between leading and following. So when you want others to to rise up. And you're the leader responsible for them or over them or whatever. The quickest way uh, <laughs> to ensure that they never improve is just to simply tell them to improve. <laughs> you just like tell them, hey man, you got to step it up, blah, blah, blah. It, it won't work because they're already they're already performing at a level that is proportional to your level of performance, okay? Mm-hmm. So what happens in leadership is that you're going to be performing at like 100% or whatever, right? And your team is going to, maybe it's sales, for example. You're at 100% in sales inside of your business, right? You're boom. I freaking kill it. I can beat everybody, whatever. The team behind you is going to be able to do about 80% as good as you. On every occasion, you're going to find somebody that comes along and they can outperform you. But for most cases, the leader is going to be surrounded around people that have this gap between their level of productivity and results and the team's. Now, if they want the team to come up from 80 to 100, the way that they have to do that is they have to take themselves from 100 to 120. That is the only way. Because what it does psychologically to somebody is it tells them that they need to pick up their pace. Okay, people and one of the biggest drivers for humans is their own personal dreams and other people. Okay they always they always want to meet other people's expectations and t- sometimes that's to a person's detriment. They don't they don't take the action, they don't chase the dream because of other people's expectations. So humans are constantly looking at themselves from other people's lenses and deciding what they should and shouldn't do. So to your point about mentorship, the thing that mentorship does is it gives you that moving target and if you have a good leader that you're around, he's right. if he continues to grow, you're going to pick up the pace too. Right. Okay. Um, so is that helpful? Is that kind of like what you were looking oh, for? Oh, that's,
1: a bit? that's the, yeah, that's helpful. And so good point out of that too, is that if you're someone that's looking for mentorship right now, like look for the mentors out there that are available to you, whether it's coaching for any specific thing you do, if you're a football player, if you're a wrestler, if you're, uh, I don't know, whatever the heck else you could possibly be doing with your life and make sure that they're. They're also growing in that area now. Sometimes I think there is a caveat that sometimes with physical stuff too, there are great coaches out there that have limitations just physically. Okay, I'm thinking of uh, John Donaher right now because I've been hearing a lot about him lately. Yeah. One of the best, you know, like just a legendary jujitsu coach, but has like I don't even know what it is. Like his knee is fucked up or his hip is fucked up and stuff like that. So he's. But not look at his
0: personality. Necessarily- his personality is that he is yes. relentless about improvement.
1: Oh, for sure. Yeah, I know. That's, and that's the point that I'm trying to get at too is that he is, he will fucking smoke you in studying martial arts, is basically the idea, or studying anything. There's a lot of, there's that obsessive piece of it too that comes into play. And I was also, the other guy I was thinking about a lot while you were talking through that too is I was thinking about, imagine playing on a team with Tom Brady, because he's another one that led by just, being so good and constantly improving and breaking all sorts of paradigms along the way right like he just retired at freaking 972 years old (laughs) and yeah yeah, so you know and so it's just like yeah i guess that's my point so what
0: you just what you just said right there is something everybody needs to really be more aware of is you gotta know when you're the leader of your pack is slowing down and getting complacent too yeah. You have to, be because if you don't, if you don't become aware of it, what it's going to end up happening is your results are going to stay the same. You're going to be listening to the same mentor and you're going to be confused of why your results aren't changing. I'm actually going through a little bit of this right now in my personal life. Okay. Well, and on, excuse me, in my business life, I have passed up a ton of people that I started off in business with alongside, and I'm within proximity to some of the people that were ahead of me before. And I can feel them slowing down. And and I know that if I want my results to change, I have to leapfrog and I have to go to the next level. I'm going to keep those relationships that have helped me get to where I'm at. But I'm shooting way higher and I'm looking Mm -hmm. further. At ConquerQuest, I took a team down, a bunch of my clients. We went out to Costa Rica and I taught them leadership. I taught them mindset strategies for building mental toughness. I taught them this workshop on the science of dream achieving. It was a phenomenal event. We had an NFL, former NFL player there. You know, I'm Army Ranger, I was there. I had a master in sales there. I had a former Green Beret there. Um, I had serial entrepreneur there. And it was just an incredible event where we just poured into all the members that showed up. And um, one of the things that I opened up the event with was that there was two types of people in life. There's, there's everybody that sits back and says that things need to change and they they the armchair quarterback everything. They we have these problems in the country. This needs to change. Politics need to change over here. Everything is everything is verbal. There's no actions. And I said the thing that made everybody different that was at Costa Rica and Conquer Quest 005 was that they led with action. They they literally found something that they thought was important enough to stop everything that they were doing. Get up out of their house, buy a plane ticket, go through all the logistics and all the hell that it takes to go from their hometown to Costa Rica. And by the way, they didn't even know exactly what they were going to get into. We left them in the dark with a lot of things intentionally. We said, you guys, we're not going to tell you what the plan is. We're going to get out there and you're going to get briefed the plan because part of leadership is about dealing with handling uncertainty. It's about being resilient and managing adversity. So we're going to leave you guys in the dark. We're going to give you the bare minimum information. When you get out there, you're not going to sleep a whole lot. We're going to put you under stress. We're going to put you in a leadership lane and a leadership rotation. We're going to evaluate you, meaning we're going to scrutinize you. And then we're going to give you feedback along the way. And these people said, hell yeah, I'm there. Okay. Amazing. Amazing. And so my point is those, that's the type of leader that you want to be around. You want to be around people that are doing things that make them uncomfortable
1: because if they're continuing to grow, it's, it means that you're going to continue to grow as well. Yeah. I think when it comes to looking for the people that you want to be around, I'm, I'm more concerned with their desire for growth than I am with their head knowledge. Pretty much like if you gave me someone, if you gave me someone that spent 30 years working for, nbc or whatever like knew a lot about production and video and the type of thing i'm into but now they're just retired and kind of trying to live their life but they know a lot about it and you said you could be mentored by him or you could be mentored by this other guy that just started a video business a year ago doesn't know much about what he's doing but he's fucking determined to have this like giant video business i want to hang around him more because of that desire for growth is more important to me and it spurs up that little fucking competitive drive in me. That's like, Hey, we're going to grow and I'm going to kick your ass next month and you're going to kick my ass the month after that. And we're just going to keep going until all of a sudden we're looking back. Like when did we learn how to do any of this?
0: A good, a good balance. So with the mentor that is kind of like pumping the brakes and deciding to settle, there's still value in his perspective, But like you said, maybe you don't want to spend every single day with him because you're probably going to develop the same similar type of mentality about life, kind of easygoing and simple. And that's what you want. That's fine. But you you have to know what you want to get from everybody that's on your team. You should be very intentional about it. Like, you know, maybe your parents aren't the most driven people, but they're really good at building relationships and they're really good at loving and caring. Like that's still part of. It's still a healthy relationship to maintain and be around because it's going to make you better. And so I always I always tell people to follow the rule of thirds when it comes to your network. Have one third of the people that you're around mentors that are better than you, have one third that are peers, and then have one third that you're helping up bring along the way. And if you don't have an even third, you need to find a way to improve upon one of those areas. Okay. So my goal as a leader is to push and challenge myself and then through those results, pull the people up behind me. Right. Okay. That's, that's how success is built. That's, and that's how greatness is built. Like Kobe Bryant became great because he built his greatness off of the backs of the people that were in front of him. So if none of us ever get results in our life, the people behind us can never get results in their life. You know what I'm saying? Cause it all compounds, Mm -hmm. all rolls and helps feed each other.
1: Right. Sure. There's kind of ties to that back into jujitsu too, right? I've been hearing a lot of that too, like training with people that are better than you training with people that are starting out and training with people on the same plane as you. There's going to be a benefit in all three of those sessions, you know, all three of those types of training partners. There's something I want to go back to that we talked about a little bit earlier. I want to talk about the uh, decision-making again and we're, we were talking about making committed decisions. I think there's also a big problem of people, not only, you mentioned that people don't really learn how to make decisions as they're coming up, right? I think that people don't even learn that they can make decisions. And I'm curious to know if you've ever seen that type of thing, but I I I see a lot of like, oh, I can't, I can't just drop everything I'm doing in Costa Rica. Like that just doesn't make any sense. And that's that paradigm shift again. Or you see people maybe like they have, they've been with their high school sweetheart for five years and they're like, oh, but I can't, I can't get married at 21. That doesn't make any sense. And we have all these types of things. Do you have any words for people that might be facing that kind of thing? Just realizing like you do have the decision. Yeah. Well, you, you have the power, you always have the
0: power to keep yourself in the same spot and get yourself out of it. But the, the key To making a decision is you have to know what you want and this is where this is where most people are messed up in life okay people have backwards thinking they have a huge mind knot when it comes to decision making they try to figure out the how before they figure out the what Mm -hmm. okay so if you know i can't tell you how many people i meet that tell me that they want to buy a new house but they just don't have the money yeah i said what the hell you need the money for you haven't even found the house Right. You see what I'm saying? Like, like, they're like, yeah, I want to move someday. I want to move or I want to leave my home, my state that I'm in now. I want to move from this state over and I want to go to California and I want to live over there. I say, okay, where exactly do you want to live? Oh, I don't know. Just somewhere over there. How are you going to move there if you don't know where you want to live? Yeah. You see what I'm saying? Like, this is a really, really hard thing for people to grasp and understand because their mind goes to the how every single time. And Mm -hmm. Steve Jobs says you can never connect the dots looking forward. You can only connect them looking back, which means that you're not ever going to know the how until you've actually decided what you want. Once you decide what you want, the how starts to show up. Okay. I went through the first house that I tried to buy. The bank told me, no, I didn't have enough money. My debt to income ratio was too high. Went to three other banks to try to get a loan. And they still told me, no, what that turned into. I knew I wanted the house. Yeah. I tried to get the house. I failed. 18 months later, I got my, my first house. So the reason, the way that I got the money was that I decided what I want. I tried, I failed, and then I continued to learn and I figured out how to get what I want, right? That's right. the process. It's you. Ha- in order to make a decision, you have to know what you want. Okay, and I'm telling you like people are like, yeah, I know what I want. No, you don't. You don't know what you want because you're, everybody... You haven't been taught how to think like this. You've been thought, you've been taught to think about making career moves according to what's going to be the most financially um mm. what's what's the most what's the best path for you financially? Uh, what's gonna help you build into retirement? What's going to like you you've been taught to think about that, the how before the what over and over and over again. So the the best thing that a person can do when it comes to decisions is start asking themselves every single day, what do I want? like not a little bit but a lot like like this is what i want today and then start striving mm-hmm. start striving to get it because you will not get anywhere by trying to figure out the how without figuring out the what it just doesn't happen yeah
1: yeah that's crazy when you when you boil it down and essentially what you're saying is that too many people adjust their goal to fit their performance and not adjust their performance to hit their goal
0: yeah, exactly. And like, let's, <laughs> use, 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 use jujitsu jiu- jiu- again. You know, I when I first started MMA, a guy walked into the gym and I heard him talking to one of the trainers and mm-hmm. he was talking about wanting to start his membership. And he yeah. was like, you know, I really want to get going in jujitsu. Um, I just don't know how I would get going and how I would start because I need to get in shape first. Mm-hmm. He's like, okay, so the way that I'm going to start jujitsu is I'm going to figure out the how I'm going to, I want to get in shape and then start jujitsu. No, no, no. You have, you don't want to start jujitsu. That's the problem. Because if you wanted to start jujitsu, you would have made the decision, you would have signed up and you would have started showing up to jujitsu and then you would have gotten better shape. Mm -hmm. You see what I'm saying? The coach told him that too. He's like, you know how you get in better shape? He's like, you do jujitsu. Fuck (laughs) it. Yeah. Right. You don't, you don't figure out how to get good at (laughs) jujitsu and start working on it. You you make the decision to get good at jujitsu and then you show up and you get good at it. Right. That's like how it works. So it's, it's the what before the how every single time. And you have to really, really discipline yourself to this process. You know, mm-hmm. you're, human beings are actually we're, – we're very, very special because we're the only species on the planet that has this ability to observe our own thoughts and thinking, at least that we know of, right? We, we have the, the benefit of being okay. of consciousness. The skill of consciousness, meaning I can observe how I'm talking to myself. I can observe how I'm thinking, whether it's positive or negative. I have a level of consciousness that's a, I call it, it's a mental Gerber tool. It's one of the tools inside of my mental Gerber. I can use my consciousness anytime that I want. I can use my consciousness to put myself in Florida mentally if I want to. Mm-hmm. I can say, okay, I'm going to close my eyes and imagine what Florida's like. Boom, consciousness, I'm over there. I'm consciously observing my imagination, which is in Florida. So my point is that, um, this is a, you have to discipline yourself to this way of thinking and getting clear about what you actually want. And then from there, the how will start to show up. And I could give one, I'll give one more small example. Okay. You human beings are goal seeking organisms and they have a, almost like, um, a, uh, Guided system inside of them for a goal achieving, much like a guided missile. If you shoot, a, if you if you laze a target with a missile, mm-hmm. that you fire the thing off, and it'll start zigging and zagging and going up, but it's going to lock on to the spot that you lasered, and it'll smash right into it. Right, it's like like a heat seeking missile essentially, or something similar. Humans have the same ability in their goals. If I sit in the house. If I take you to a new state, place you've never been before, and you decide what you want that morning. You say, I want coffee, you make a decision. I want coffee. What happens? You think about the exact coffee that you want, and your body literally finds a path to that coffee. You either start looking up the stores or you, you find a coffee, a cafe. You get on Google, you start looking up cafes, you look up Starbucks, whatever. But you make the decision and you automatically find your way there. That's a most people aren't aware that they're doing that at a subconscious level. But it all starts from deciding what you want. You can literally do this with anything. You just have to close your mind, say say what it is, and then your body will find a way to it.
1: Man, that example you just used is like, you just described my exact thought process in the Austin airport. <laughs> that yeah, exactly. back from Conquer Connect, I was like, God damn, I want a coffee. And I walked all up and down that place trying to find one. And guess what? I did.
0: (laughs) Exactly. See, this is my exact point. Now, now if that's true in one area, it's true in any area. So all you have to do with anything that you want in life is decide that you want it as bad as you want the coffee. You say, I want a million bucks. Okay, boom. Let me think about that. How can I get this million bucks? How can I get 10 million bucks? How can I get a new house? How can I, whatever it is, ask, decide what you want. This is what I want. And then the body will follow
1: suit. Right. Now, I think I think there is a there's room for a little bit of a caveat on that, because there are ways to get yourself just into fucking deep holes and be stupid and all that type of thing. Um, And I think people can also get tripped up with understanding what it is that they actually want inside of the thing that they want. You know, like maybe like some people are just like, I want to be a homeowner. I want to buy my first house, but they have no clue what they want. They have no clue where they want it to be. Yada, yada, yada. And that's kind of how people end up you know, house poor and stuff like that, which is a whole other topic.
0: So if you stay, if you stay connected to what you want, there's no way that you're going to fail. The problem is when a situation like that is people decide what they want and then they give up on it. Okay. So if you, in any situation, if you are willing to persist and stay clear about what you want, you will get it. It doesn't matter what it is. Now, is there going to be some turbulence? Is there going to be some rocky areas? Is there going to be, some other than ideal, uh, things going on in your life. Yeah, absolutely. But you will find a way, but you know, a lot of people won't be able to stomach the, um, the hardship that'll come from making a committed decision and doing whatever it takes to get to it. But you will humans have the ability to adapt and overcome any situation that they put themselves into. Look at us. That's why we, that's why we dominate this planet. We are far more superior than we give ourselves. We have so much power inside of us. We can figure out anything. We literally created computers that can talk to people on the other side of the planet. (laughs) We got cell phones, like we can just call a phone number and literally talk to somebody. We're going to Mars. Uh, We created the internet. You know, we have all, we have these abilities and yet we don't think that we can get the house that we want. Right. Like, like, do you realize how small we think? We think so small. So persistence is a key element in the path to um, realizing the decision that you've made. You have to persist. But at the same time, if you're willing to do that, it doesn't matter what the decision is if you make it. Now one little last piece on this, and we can kind of close it up. Is uh, and I, you know, I was teaching this a lot at at Conquer quest and everything, and I teach these to my clients. The the key to a committed decision is identifying what you want and being emotionally and logically connected to it. Okay. Because when you're emotionally and logically connected to your desire, you can move mountains to get it. If anybody has ever fell in love, they, oh, experienced, yeah. they experienced the goal-achieving and dream-achieving process. They found something logically that they wanted, oh, I want to I be with somebody, and then emotionally they found that person and they fused with it. Mm-hmm. And then they became so obsessed with it that the rest of the world almost didn't even exist. And they had opportunities pop up, friends invited them out. All these different things showed up in their life and they ignored all of it. And they pursued the person that they were fused with inside of their head. And they persisted. Okay, that process of finding something logically that you want and falling in love with it is how dream achieving works. So the key to anything you want is deciding that you want it and then falling in love with it. And if you can do that, nothing will stand in your way.
1: Yeah, that's a good point, man. And um, and I and I think it's worth you know just thinking about for a second that that probably is how most of the people that are the most successful or whatever they do feel about the thing that they do. You know, that's how Jeff Bezos feels about Amazon. That's how Steve Jobs felt about Apple. That's how Tom Brady felt about football. That's you good. can
0: teach somebody to do it. You can teach people how to do it if they don't know how. Um, but all you really, like if people just for this podcast, if they just focus on that idea, that concept, it'll it'll change their entire life. It'll change their entire life. This, this episode itself, if you master the principles that we covered in this episode, your whole life will change. I guarantee it. Listen to this every single day for 30 days. Maybe not the whole thing, maybe just parts of it, but every single day for 30 days, I guarantee your life starts changing. Because this is really going to sink into your subconscious and you're going to stop making decisions the old way and you'll start making decisions the new way, focusing on what you want versus how you're going to get something you don't even know what you want. (laughs) Yeah. Okay. Anything else, Jess, before we close up?
1: No, I just I just want to confirm that this was probably the best episode we've ever done, (laughs) especially with what you just said there. Yeah. So everyone's going to go. They're going to listen to this every day for the next month. um, And they're also not going to forget to listen to the the subsequent ones that are coming back. So, yeah,
0: there's a there's a big difference between um, understanding and knowing. Okay, when you understand something, you get it conceptually. Okay, if I were to tell you how to ride a unicycle, you could understand. You'd be like, okay, I I get it. I need to maintain my balance. I need to pedal. You would have the knowledge. Okay. But knowing is when you're fused with the information, it's when it's after only after application can you know. OK, so I don't know how to ride a unicycle or I'll just say bicycle until I have gotten on the bike and I've applied the information that I've gained. And once I've tried it and I've done it, then I know. So what a lot of people do is they listen to these podcasts. They get the information. They feel good. They're like, oh, yeah, OK, I got it. That changed my life. I feel good. Yes. But it hasn't become knowing yet. In order for something to, in order for you to know the information, you have to fuse with it. Like we talked about, you have to start making the decisions based off of what you want and not off of figuring the how. And you have to like literally just repeat this process over and over and over again until you're living by it. And only then do you know, okay? So I will say that I want to give the why behind why I say something like listening to a podcast over and over again for 30 days. Um, is because you're breaking the paradigm by doing that. You're you're creating knowing right. by doing it, okay? So that's it, guys. Um, you, you don't have anything else, right, Justin?
1: Nope, no? I'm good.
0: All right, guys, if you uh, enjoyed this episode, if you laughed, if you learned, or you walked away inspired, share with a friend, send it to them through text message, put it in your Instagram or your Facebook story. I don't really care what you do, but this is a, probably one of the most important ones that we've ever done because it can change somebody's life the first time they listen to it. And if they listen to it over and over again, it'll definitely change their entire life, okay? So I hope you guys appreciate it. And if I start seeing you guys share it, if I start seeing it in my social media and getting, and I'm getting tagged, it's gonna inspire us to keep doing them. But uh, be on the lookout for the next episode. Appreciate you guys. Kick ass, and we'll see you on the next one. Oh, and until next time, be the leader. I need some motivation. Motivation. Every day I try a little harder, but my dedication. Oh dedication keep my head way, way above the water. Clattered myself and I yell at the wall. Back in the room, but I needed to crawl. I see the finish line up ahead. Trying to get traction from all of this tread. I am a king. I am a queen. I am more than the people can see. I am strong when I'm needing to be. Vulnerability's nothing to me. You can try, but I'm unshakable. My successes is never debatable. I'm coming and I'm so interchangeable. Here's to you and all that you are capable. You gotta go.